Blog Talk Radio. This is the Roman Show for the week of January 17th. This week we welcome Carlos Hernandez and Mehdi Hassan who will be in action at the upcoming Titan FC 43 fight card. This plus much more on The Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the Booster. Go. Retro. Go. Lido. Go. Fly. Guidance. Surgeon. Go. Lido. Go. We're going. Lido. GNC. We're going. Down here. Go. Control. Go. 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 The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. Hey everyone, welcome. It's another episode here of The Roman Show, and we are Pumped Titan FC. 43 takes place this Saturday at the Wasco Center in Coral Gables, Florida. The tickets are already on sale. You can visit Ticketmaster.com for more information. I'll be out there ring announcing. And you got Jose Shorty Torres defending his flyweight title against Pedro Nobre, the former UFC fighter, and a whole long list of great competitors a part of that fight card. We'll have the, the debuting Carlos Hernandez here a little later today on the program along with Mehdi Hassan, who will be, well, he's a phenomenal fighter. Uh, his opponent, uh, well, they're in for a, a really exciting fight. This is the guy who hits heavy, and uh, just look, just don't blink, whatever you do. So check that out on UFC Fight Pass if you are not in Florida. But if you are, get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com or visit TitanFCFighting.com for more information. And I'd like to give a shout-out to... um. None other than uh, Fire and Ice uh, Therapy. Check them out, fireandice.com. You go in the chamber, it's really, really cold, but your body will feel blessed. Trust me about it. That's Fire and Ice. They have two locations in Pembroke Pines and in Davie. So check them out. And shout out to Athlon Rub. You can rub it before, during, and after your training. And trust me, this thing works miracles. That's athlonrub.com. Check them out. All right, well, on the other end, my good co-host, the dashy one, Mr. George Alonzo from the Reality Check Studios. How are you, George? Uh, I'm doing good. Just here sipping on my cotton candy martini and watching the guys go to work constructing uh, the Reality Check Radio Studios. I, I, I understand. So now that, that I have to give it to you because that's pretty impressive. You're a multitasker there. You're, you're, you're building the studio and at the same time you're having your cotton tasting martini cotton candy oh cotton candy whatever they want to call it i don't even know it's pretty good you you, you want to uh, bring you a cup well maybe next time around we'll, we'll record uh we'll think about that but a dashing one you know you got a great start start after the new year on reality check radio you could check it out every monday evening that is when it goes live but it drops as soon as that uh seven o'clock eastern time and you can check it you out know, on iTunes as well. What's that? I, I don't want to toot my own horn here on your show, but my God, 2017 has been a blessing 
for Reality Check Radio because I, again, not to toot my own horn, but I have to say our first two episodes have already been rated five stars. So definitely you should go check that out on the Roman Show uh, Network. Yeah, sure do. And also it's on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and uh, of course on blogtalkradio.com. So check all that uh, programming of Reality Check right there on the Roman Show Network. All right, George, well, let's kick into gears and let's talk some pro wrestling in our section segment, Reality Check. And now it's time to give you a Reality Check. George, well, the big announcement, and I popped big time because finally, at last, the Olympic gold medalist, Kurt Angle is coming back home to the WWE as he will be inducted into the Hall of Fame. And I, I got to tell you, I was, when I heard that song and saw the promo on Monday Night Raw, or when I actually saw the notification on my phone, man, I was like, hell yeah, we're going to see Kurt Angle in WrestleMania. This is a long time coming. And this by far, uh, I mean, this is a great athlete. Not only is he a great performing in the, performer in the ring, but the guy can entertain, and he is a true athlete, George. I mean, how many of those guys do you see in professional wrestling? Uh, yes, you're absolutely right, and you're forgetting also very humble and down to earth. Uh, but yeah, Kurt Angle makes his return to the WWE starting in WrestleMania, you know, or maybe even sooner. Who knows? Maybe he could be a surprise entrant at the Royal Rumble. You never know. But the fact is, is this. Uh, you know, just having Kurt Angle headline, not, not even it being inducted, headlining this year's class in the Hall of Fame is just the worth the price of admission for a Hall of Fame ticket. Just, I'm just saying that right now off the back. Yeah, when I saw the tickets, I'm like, hmm, let me think about that. But yeah, Kurt Angle just being inducted to the Hall of Fame. You know, they played a promo on SmackDown, and they played the song, and everybody was still singing, oh, you suck. You suck. So he just shows you how much of a following and how much of respect this guy has. I, there, was, there was a match he had in England and how incredible it is. People are just singing to the You Suck chants. But, you know, he loves it. He really enjoys it. And you can tell. We had a, an opportunity to meet him last year and speak to him one-on-one. And the guy is just a... He is a great, great talent. And rightfully so, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And... You know, so the talk goes, obviously Kurt Angle could still wrestle. So, who do you put him up against? And do you think he'll wrestle at WrestleMania? I think that'll probably be, what, the first time that we've seen a person who's being inducted in the Hall of Fame and being part of WrestleMania by wrestling? I Maybe, but all I could say is that if he does work a program... Uh, going into WrestleMania, I really would have to say, I really would hope it's against John Cena. Now, understand where I'm coming from here. The reason I'm saying is John Cena is because John Cena started his WWE career through Kurt Angle. Right. And now John Cena ends Kurt Angle's career in the WWE, meaning his one last uh, hoorah uh, at WrestleMania with John Cena, the same guy that Angle helped launch in the WWE. Mm-hmm, very good point. Now, Sean Whitman for Six Pack, uh, he was interviewed and he suggested having Kurt Angle versus Chris Jericho. Hmm. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to happen just because I think, uh, from my point of view, I think there's, we're going to see more of a program 
between Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho than that. But I do like well, John Cena and Kurt Angle. That that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it, it, it makes the most sense. And imagine the video packaging that they could make. Hmm. How, so, about, how about putting up Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe in there? I mean, if he has more than one match, that'd be pretty nice. John, yeah, uh, Angle and Samoa Joe had phenomenal uh, rivalry in TNA. Yeah, kind of like a rehash of the, the feud that they had there, yeah. uh, but just on a bigger stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing it again, and this time with more on the line. Because here's the thing, Mr. Roman. Right now, the, the I think the Kurt Angle thing was just like, oh my God, we really need to do something to get people to be at WrestleMania. And mind you, the reason why I'm saying is because right now the standard for your wrestling fan is Wrestle Kingdom 11. Hmm. Everyone's talking about Wrestle Kingdom 11. Yeah. Everybody. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to say, the WWE is on, on like needles right now, saying like, oh my God, how can we top Okada versus Omega? So right now they're they're play, really playing all their cards. Yeah, they're 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 going all in, in other words, because they uh they got some strong competition. That's from Japan. You're absolutely right. They they got a top. They did. Yep. They can they can deliver a a, a a cotton candy type of WrestleMania. They got to deliver a strong, good, competitive, entertaining WrestleMania. Listen, I don't think the WWE will ever lose an audience. You know, because let's think about it, like, it's the number one sports entertainment brand in the entire world. But what WWE doesn't want is not to lose fans, because, again, that's not going to happen. What they don't want is for them to say, this did not meet the standards of Wrestle Kingdom 11. Yeah, absolutely right. Well, moving forward, you talked about Japan. We talked about TNA. Well, a certain someone, and that's an MMA fighter, Signed to the UFC, but unfortunately, is serving a suspension. I'm talking about Josh Barnett, who has made a name himself uh, in pro wrestling in Japan. Made his debut in the United States by wrestling in TNA. He defeated Bobby Lashley for the title. He won it briefly, uh, and then, well, he, he lost pretty much after that. But it was the first time that we get to see Josh Barnett inside a square circle here in the United States. And, and, and by far, Josh Barnett is a really badass shoot wrestler he's really really good if, if for those people that have not seen him yeah and and here's the thing i think he's had a couple rounds in the wrestling ring in japan as well yeah so he's he's not he's not a stranger to the wrestling ring just that this was his debut in the united states it might be like new for a lot of people here and say oh what the, what does he know but again he's not he's not a stranger to the wrestling ring because again he's been in the ring in Japan so now you have the question what was in the mind of TNA for doing something like that especially where Barnett obviously you have to automatically say money because that will get you media that will get you your 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 pushback that you need and and obviously it, it, WWE is your complete proof that media has worked for the business and I have a feeling that's what TNA was in for because remember TNA is under new uh, new ownership mm-hmm. so right now they're doing what they can to salvage what they had lost from the years prior and, so and, and and don't get me wrong I mean the storyline is there you got Bobby Lashley who fights at MMA for Bellator and then Barnett being a, a 
MMA fighter himself. I mean, it makes sense. Because the whole promo was, you know, there is no MMA fighter that can beat me out there, and then boom, in comes Barnett. Well, here, here's the thing, Mr. Roman. The the organization that now owns TNA, they're a very big sports conglomerate. You know, they, they, they advertise a lot of sports on their network, mm-hmm. including MMA. So this was a grand opportunity for them. So if you tell me, I'm not, look, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm not a fan of TNA, but was this a smart move? Yes, it was. Absolutely. So, well, moving forward now, we heard the sad news over the weekend. Jimmy Snuka, the Hall of Famer, passed away, of course, made memorable, but of course met with some issues along the way about this uh, certain incident where allegedly he, he was never accused of uh, murdering his girlfriend, but according to him, it was an accident. Uh, and the, the basically, the issue was brought again uh, about two, three years ago, but he could not fit or couldn't hold trial because of his health condition. So he did go out with that, and he's written about it, and he said he feels bad every single day uh, for the accusations. But despite that, Jimmy Snuka, by far, uh, a great wrestler, something a trendsetter because there was no such thing as high flying and jumping off steel cages and so forth jimmy snooker was the one who did that george yeah jimmy snooker led a generation of high flyers uh, back in the day and on top of that a lot of people wanted to be jimmy snooker like everyone was trying to be this and everyone was trying to be that but you know a lot of people tend to forget the one legend uh which is superfly jimmy snooker and mind you, every time someone wants to think about a high-flying, you know, uh, time or, or clip or what have you, the first thing that they think about was the infamous, high, you know, splash from the top of the cage. So, you know, I send my condolences and, and I really hope that Mr. Snooker rests in peace. He deserves this peace now after everything he's probably gone through on a daily basis with all these accusations and and i'm not saying anyone deserves to be you know murdered or justice should be served no matter what but at least now you know both of them are at peace absolutely very sad to go and uh but again jimmy snooker by far one of the greatest and he'll always be remembered for having passion of this sport because he really showed it and of course tamika snooker who was also part of the wwe uh mentions that in the interview how passionate he was about professional wrestling. All right, we'll be right back. We're going to welcome Carlos Hernandez and Mehdi Hassan. Both of these gentlemen will be part of the Titan FC 43 fight card. You don't want to miss both of these interviews back-to-back right here on The Roman Show. Make sure to follow us on our Twitter account at The Roman Show and visit our website, theromanshow.com. And, of course, visit us on our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com forward slash rroman0201. Welcome everyone once again to the Roman Show, January 21st at the Wasco Center in Coral Gables, Florida. Titan FC returns with another stellar fight card, which will air on UFC Fight Pass, so you can get your tickets here locally in Miami by visiting Ticketmaster.com. This young man, Mr. Carlos Hernandez, is going to be making his debut here on Titan FC, and he takes on uh, a gold medalist 
uh, Gustavo Eddie Ballard. And right now we have the opportunity of having Carlos Hernandez on the line. Carlos, welcome on to the Roman Show. How are you, man? Hey, good, good. Thanks for having me. Well, Carlos, you, you have a, a great amateur record. You, you also won uh, several uh, titles in the amateur world, including the IMMAF World Championship title. And uh, now you're making your, your pro debut uh, at Titan FC. Uh, tell us about this. And, and carrying on now to the pro pros, what, what was your decision to that? I understand you also trained with uh, Shorty Torres, who he fought over 20 amateur fights until he finally decided to go pro. But what was your uh, take on going pro? Well, it's been a long time coming. Um, when I first started my amateur career at 18, uh, our coach uh, kind of put us aside. He put me, Shorty, another former teammate. Um, he put us aside. He told us he wanted us to have at least 12 fights before going pro. And, um, I mean, it's just having to be coincidence. We are all kind of in college at the time as well, so it wasn't really a rush. You know, he was kind of just explaining to us to get the experience, get as much experience as we can because, once you're pro, that's when that's when the records start counting. You know, you fight you fighting for your first. You know, if you don't win, you lose half of it right there. So he just wanted us to gain a lot of experience um, throughout the amateur rankings, and that's exactly what we did. You know, we were in college, getting to travel, getting to fight people from all across the world and country at, at the highest level, at the highest amateur level we could. And uh, yeah, so it's just uh, it was a long time coming, like I said. So it's finally good to you know kind of just sit back, you know, work and just train. Uh, no more school, so um, yeah, it's gonna be. It should be fun. It should be a great night. Now, Carlos, from looking at the records, I see here seven and three with amateur record. Is that accurate? Because I know with the amateur records, it really fluctuates. But is that about right? No, fourteen and two. Fourteen and two. So that's why I wanted to ask. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, just like Shorty, you know, who had over twenty fights, you're you're pretty much there uh, on that path. And how you feel now going into this, to making your pro debut? You got any butterflies, or uh, what's the mental game plan going into this fight? Uh, not really, no, not yet. I'm sure, like, once, uh, I get there, it'll, it'll start kicking in. That's when they usually do, like, with the amateur, um, fights as well. So, um, right now it's just pretty calm, just, uh, finishing this last hard week of training, um, starting getting the weight down. Um, but after, once I get there, it'll, it'll all start feeling real and stuff. So, uh, right now I'm just pretty calm. Um, just kind of focused on what I'm going to do. Keep, uh, keep, kind of keep in the back of my head what I think he'll do, what I'll expect from him and stuff, but... Try not to worry too much. Well, Ballard uh, is a medalist. Uh, he competed in the uh, Olympics uh, in the Cuban uh, wrestling team. Uh, have you done a little bit of research him, uh, on him, and, and what are your thoughts on your opponent? Uh, yeah, I've, I've done my homework on him, obviously. I know he won, I believe, the Pan Am Games in 2011. And like you said, he wrestled in London for Cuba. Um, I'm expecting a tough guy. A tough guy to just come at me the whole fight. Um, I've, I've only able to find film on one fight, probably the only amateur fight he had, I think. Um, I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, I just expect like a tough guy. You know, he's probably gonna have that wrestler mentality where he's gonna keep coming at me, and you know, I'll be ready for that. Um, I'll be ready for whatever spot we end up in. And uh, he, yeah, he might have a uh, wrestling experience on me. I mean, uh, probably be a better wrestler, but you know, it's an MMA fight. You know, I've had 16 amateur MMA fights. Tons of kickboxing, boxing, Thai fights. I wrestled through high school. Um, uh, I'm, I don't think you have anything that I haven't seen before. And Carlos, tell us a little bit about yourself. You said you started MMA, practicing MMA back at 18 years old. So you have that six-year experience in the amateur uh, field. But what got you pumped, uh, started in mixed martial arts? Tell us a little history about it. Uh, yeah, I actually started, it was a funny thing. I was eight years old and uh, we were at this carnival 
and my coach, my head coach, Master Bob Shermer, he was out there, uh, and they had like a mat, and they had some kids who were enrolled at the gym at the time, you know, doing just like um, sparring and judo throws and jiu-jitsu and stuff. And my dad was the one that found it interesting. I wanted nothing to do with it. I was playing soccer at the time. And uh, that following Monday, you know, my dad takes me to the gym, and I'm in there, like, watching these guys, like, spar and roll and stuff. And I'm like, man, what what the heck's my dad giving into, you know? My heart's racing on my chest and stuff. But, uh, yeah, they threw me in there, and, you know, kind of the rest is history. You know, I stuck with it. I started kickboxing jiu-jitsu at eight, and then kind of, as I got older, I started uh, doing kickboxing fights, boxing fights, tie fights. Um, around fifth or sixth grade, I began wrestling, and you know, it kind of just all meshed together. And then when I I knew by the time I was like 14, 15 that I was gonna want to do MMA. So kind of just getting experience in all these areas as much as I can. You know, getting a few pancreation fights as well when I could, so that when I was 18, I'd be ready. And uh, yeah, that, like a few months after I turned 18, right after I graduated high school, I had my MMA debut. And uh, I had a 13-fight win streak before I ended up losing my first one. Um, and then it was pretty good. It's pretty great amateur career. So basically the motivation for you was your father. He's the one that stuck you in there, and then you fell in love with the, with the sport. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I had no idea about fighting at all until that day that uh, we just happened to meet my coach at some carnival. So uh, and I fell in love with it as soon as, uh, as, soon as I was there. I couldn't, like, after around um, sixth or seventh grade, I couldn't imagine my life without this. So uh, it's just kind of, kind of something that whenever my body doesn't allow me to fight anymore, I'm sure I'll still be in some gym or some area coaching or helping or passing on whatever knowledge I gained from my career. Now, I understand you you train with Shorty Torres, who's also a flyweight, actually the flyweight champion here at Titan FC. Uh, do, mm-hmm. do, you, do you guys train a lot? you spar each with each other? Yeah, uh, so actually he's a year or two older than me, so um, throughout college, like uh, throughout the school year, I would be training up at Ironworks up here in Holman, Wisconsin. Um, but no, when we were home, he, he joined the gym when he was in high school, and ever since then I've known him for about eight or nine years. Yeah, we've been pretty much our main training partners in our amateur career, and most of his pro, um, once he went pro, he was able to go out to different camps and stuff, but for the most part I've had him. I've had him there as my main training partner for the last five, six years. Uh, so you'll be out there, of course, uh, you're, you're the top of the card, and he's uh, the main event, so you'll be cheering for him right there and then. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'll probably be in his corner, actually, if, uh, if they allow that, so that would be nice. Uh, it was actually funny because I was set to make my debut December 2nd um, on the 10 FC 52 card, but that kind of fell through with the amount of fights they had and the amount that the commission allowed. So it was just kind of shorty. We were stuck in Denver. Well, we were out in Denver training at uh, Boston Farm and Duane, and my fights get scratched. So kind of, I kind of get to just like relax with my diet and stuff. And he's still kind of strict on it. And then uh, we get home, and his fight gets canceled. And we're kind of just laughing about it, eating tacos the next day. And his fight got canceled after practice. We're like, ah, I guess it was fate meant to be on the same card. So and it's kind of funny that it worked out that way. So now your parents are uh, Hispanic descent. Are they from Mexico? Yeah, yeah, both parents are born in Mexico. They're uh, U.S. citizens now. Right, and then have you gone to Mexico yourself? Have you had any amateur fights in Mexico? No, I've been to Mexico just to kind of visit family, uh, but I've never fought out there. The only countries I've fought in the side from here are Brazil and Cuba. What, what would you like to ha- possibly maybe have? Uh, I, I talked about all the, all the Mexicans and then for some Chile or Colombia, whatever it is. 
they they like to go one day to their to their parents' home country or or if they were born out there, whatever country it is, to perform in uh, in their country. Would would you? That's something that you possibly have uh, a goal of yours, perhaps fight one day in Mexico, perhaps maybe for the UFC or whomever. That'd be awesome. You know, I got um, my grandparents always want to like fight videos and stuff online and pictures uh, on both sides of my family. So it'd be nice to, you know, kind of fight down there um, in Mexico and maybe get them all out there. It'd be sweet. Um, and just experience, you know, find another country. Uh, it's both experiences and positive. Uh, learn something from them. And uh, I, I would have no opposition to fight in Mexico or any South American country for that matter. So now you tell me you competed in Cuba. Uh, it was an amateur MMA? Yeah. Uh, kickboxing. And kickboxing. How was that experience, and how long ago was that? Uh, it was awesome. It was actually a year ago, uh, in December of 2015. We, uh, it was kind of last minute, you know, I was in soccer season, and they called me up, but they're like, hey, uh, we need a 25 and I'm like, oh, that's kind of too short a time to make the weight, so I bumped up to 32, and, uh, I fought one of their guys out there, and he was like, I think, 15 and 2 or something like that. Uh, I beat him by decision, but, uh, it was it was awesome, you know, we got to fight, I think, uh, it was like a coliseum, I forget what it's called, I have pictures of it, but it was like a coliseum that we fought on there, and they had their whole, uh, camera crew and everything out there, so it kind of felt like a pro one, uh, with the exception of the Monty, whatever there, there weren't many, but it was, the experience was so awesome, uh, the fights were tied 6-6 six six going into the last fight, and our guy Herman Balthazar, uh, ended up pulling out the W for not only himself, but, uh, the team, so it was just like a storybook ending, you know, like, couldn't have broken it up any better. We won 7-6, to six and, uh, yeah, and then we just got to experience the country for, like, the next two days, and it was awesome. We even ended up training with their, uh, national team on the beach, wow. and then, uh, having, like, a cookout thing right by one of the beach houses, so it was, it was an awesome experience, you know, that road was really nice down there, and, uh, definitely different, but it was nice. Wow, well, Carlos, I want to thank you so much for your time here, and uh, we'll catch you live uh, January 21st, of course, on UFC Fight Pass, or here in person in Coral Gables. Tickets on CR right now. Ticketmaster.com. Check out Carlos is making his pro debut at the Thailand FC Fight Card. You don't want to miss it against Pilar. It's going to be a great fight. Thanks so much, Carlos. Alright, folks. Well, January 21st, as mentioned here previously on the Roman Show, Titan FC returns to action. Uh, previously, we just had Carlos Hernandez will be part of that fight card. But also, this gentleman will be part of the action. Mehdi Hassan will be part of the Titan FC 43 fight card. He is taking on uh, none other than Gregory Rodriguez in uh, what's expected to be a, uh, a non-stop action fight. Uh, you got to get your tickets right now, Ticketmaster.com, before they sell out, and you can catch it live on UFC Fight Pass as well. But, Mehdi, thanks so much for taking your time and speaking to us here on The Roman Show. And also, man, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Uh, awesome, man. Well, Mehdi, tell me about this uh, upcoming fight. And uh, February of last year uh, was your last fight. So you're, you're back in action. It's about a little less than a year now uh, before your last fight. So how, how are you feeling, first and foremost, uh, physically? Oh, I feel great, man. I've been uh, training hard. I actually uh, had a pro boxing uh, fight uh, several months back, so I've been staying busy, man. Uh, I'm always training. Uh, I've had a, a great camp, man. And, uh, I'm looking forward to getting in there, man, having some fun. And why the layoff from, from MMA uh, from the last fight in February? Uh, just, you know, some fights fell through, and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm always training. You know, I'm at the American Top Team in Coconut Creek, mm -hmm. so... 
we have the, the best looks. Uh, I did some, some traveling around and mixing up with some boxers, so I felt like taking a, for a boxing fight. And uh, I'm a mixed martial artist, man. I'm always trying to expand my craft and, uh, and have fun doing it, you know? So, yeah, man, I'm excited to get in there and, and have some fun. Is this something? Is this something that you're you're pursuing though? You you know the MMA between MMA and boxing, going back and forth. Uh, I take pride in, in being a fighter. You know, I I enjoy the martial arts aspect of it, and then trying to uh, uh, push myself to the limit. And uh, yeah, man, I take pride in my wrestling, my jujitsu, and my boxing. Uh, I, I look I look every time I go out there, I try and put the show on and uh, give the people what they want to see. And that's action, athleticism, and uh, and uh, power, man, from everywhere. And, and that's what I take pride on is uh, is being an action-packed fighter, you know. So uh, I'm always training, I'm always working on on the little things, and uh, I always uh, look forward to getting in there and having some fun. And, and Maddie, tell me about your your opponent here, Gregory Rodriguez. Uh, what can you tell us about him, and what can we expect from you when you take uh, take on him uh, inside the cage on January 21st? Uh, Gregory is a big, tough, strong guy. He comes to fight. Uh, it's going to be an action fight, man. I'm going to come in there and uh, and put the pressure on him. He's probably going to try and do the same to me. And I, I expect it to be a very uh, fan-friendly fight. And, uh, yeah, man, it's going to be exciting, man. I'm, uh, uh, I'm working my, my tail off. And, uh, yeah, man, I look I look forward to, to showing everybody uh, what's up. Now your brother, of course, Hader, uh, Hader, and yourself, uh, both mixed martial artists. You also were part of a football team in college. Uh, you got a great background there. Uh, is your brother going to be there in your corner on, on uh, 21st? Yeah, I hope so, man. He's got a couple things in the works, but yeah, I hope so. Uh, uh, we're, we're, you know, we've, we've, uh, we started this together. You know, we both kind of. Uh, he's actually a year older than me, and we both kind of uh, uh, finished college. And uh, around the same time, we would come down uh, in between in the summers and, and train. And um, yeah, man, so it's been a it's been a great journey, man. Both of us, uh, you know, we the American Top Team in Coconut Creek was the first gym we ever went to, and um, uh, you know, Bigfoot, Thiago, uh, Thiago Silva were, were the first guys I've ever trained with, uh, sparring wise, and. And uh, so we we both, you know, uh, we 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 loved it at at, at first uh, sight, and and have been having fun doing it for uh, for the years, you know. And uh, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to to watching him in action, and, and he's looking forward to me, you know. So yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun, man. Uh, of course, yeah. Yeah, of course you have that great talent in American Top Team. You just made, you just named a couple, but every now and then, do you get to spar with your brother as well? Uh, you know. <laughs> We used to mix it up a little more than we do now. We have so many guys to train with that, uh, you know, I have a couple pounds on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for him, he, he, he looks more specific for certain guys uh, to train with. But we, we work with each other. We don't really spar with each other much uh, anymore. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, we hold mitts for each other. We, we do cardio. We do it all. You know, we, we grapple. We, we're always uh, nitpicking and, and trying to... Uh, uh, work with each other to help each other out. Uh, uh, yeah, man, it's it's been uh, it's been great. Man. It's been a real blessing having a brother alongside to uh, to share the uh, moments with. And now, Manny, looking at the at, at your record here, so last year you had one fight. Um, 
do you plan to have more fights this year in mixed martial arts compared to in the previous years? Uh, actually, I fought twice last twice. year. Okay. Uh, my last fight was uh, uh, end of August in Carolinas. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I hope I hope uh, I got a good manager now, and uh, you know that's kind of been uh, uh, you know I've bounced around from from this guy to that guy, and uh, it's it's it's. Um, yeah, I got a good guy, man, to take care of me, and uh, the idea is hopefully I get a couple couple of good fights in this year, and uh, we'll see where it takes me. You know, good. I'm excited, man, looking forward to a year. Man, I like to hear your opinion because everyone is talking about it, and of course, all the big names of MMA, including Dana White himself, the UFC, the president, spoke about it. But did you get to hear Meryl Streep, the actress, what she said about taking a stab at mixed martial arts, calling it not an art? Um, what what are your thoughts on that? Because I haven't really asked anyone so far here on the show, but I'd like to get your opinion on it, your take about Meryl Streep's uh, nonsense comment that she probably has never seen an MMA fight in her life. Yeah, you know, I understand what she was trying to say. I feel like uh, she definitely uh, went about it the wrong way by <laughs> uh, insulting uh, half of the Americans you know, that like football and mixed martial arts. Uh uh, definitely, I uh, you know to suggest that uh, MMA is not an art is uh, you know I mean obviously she she I wouldn't expect her to ever have watched a fight or, or uh, but you know what you know to um, to her to her point uh, this sport you know it is a sport you know when when the average uh, person like turns on a you know they're scrolling through the channels they see a fight and and they see. Uh, Someone like you know beat someone mercilessly in the in the corner of the cage, and the fight gets stopped, and they stand up over there and they're like "fuck you," mm-hmm. or you know be you know that type of stuff turns off the the average uh, uh, person. You know, for me, uh, you know when Muhammad Ali was the man, it was an art. You know, boxing was an art. When Mike Tyson was the man, it was it was, it was, it was oh, it's a sport. From uh, you know guys in prison, you know. So to me, uh, the beauty, uh, you know, obviously she doesn't understand it, but the beauty of mixed martial arts is the styles, the possibility of the matchups are endless. Uh, for me, I, I consider myself an athlete, an artist when I go in there, not not just a, a brute that's going to go in there and try and uh, kill somebody. Um, I enjoy the challenge of the sport. I, uh, the, my approach to it is as an artist, as an athlete, uh, which is why I have fun doing what I do. Um, but yeah, you know, for me, I try and, uh, uh, you know, I, I go in there, I'm having fun doing what I do, and, and I, I, I like to try and uh, uh, show the artistic nature of the sport uh, with a smile on my face and have fun doing it, you know, to try and... Uh, to try and win over some of these uh, people that, that think it's a little uh, uh, too brutish. Um, so, uh, yeah, but that's the nature of the beast. Um, you can't expect everyone to be a fan. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we, you know, but that's kind of our job as fighters. Uh, you as, uh, uh, you know, the media, the journalists, the, the promoters, to, uh, to win fans over. And, and show people that it's not uh, a bunch of uh, madmen in the cage. It's a bunch of uh, people, artists, mixed martial artists, you know, are, are really artists that are trying to, uh, uh, you know, nonstop 
hone their craft and, and show the world that this is uh, uh, the oldest sport in existence uh, that, you know, uh, deserves uh, respect from everyone, you know? Well, Mehdi, I want to thank you for your comments there. And, uh, you know, just listening to you speak, it makes me, like, you just have fun inside the cage, uh, which is, that's what it should be. You should have fun in there. It's not nothing taken uh, seriously or personally. Because at the end of the day, it is sports. You know, it's, it's something to yeah, like entertainment. So, good, good yeah. opinion there and there. But, Mehdi, look forward to seeing you in action uh, against Gregory Rodriguez. Titan FC, January 21st. Get your tickets right now at Ticketmaster.com. And, of course, you can watch it on UFC Fight Pass if you can make it out here to South Florida. Thanks so much, Mehdi, and uh, I'll catch you inside the cage. Thank you, Adolfo. I appreciate it, my Thank man. You. Thank you. See you then. Bye-bye. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. Well, George, it just did not look very well for BJ Penn, who returned to action in the octagon. Yael Rodriguez manhandled BJ Penn, and many people have called, especially fighters who are actively in the fight game and those who have actually retired, are calling for BJ Penn's retirement. Nonetheless, her prodigy was a phenomenal fighter with a real huge, respectable legacy. He was a champion in two weight classes and a Hall of Famer already. But BJ Penn, I know he's trying to prove something that he still got it, but against Yair Rodriguez, the way he put him out was just phenomenal. George, should BJ Penn just call it quits? After that, I have to say yes, <laughs> because it was uh, it was a murder. I, I said it last week. You know, when it came to the whole situation of you know, I respect BJ Penn. He's one of the most dangerous fighters in the world. You know, and so on and so forth. But again, he's getting into a lion's den with a whole bunch of younger guys. And I can't stress that enough. I really can't. And look at what happened. The younger guy, again, destroys the, the older lion. So it, it's, it's a sad thing, really, you know, if you really want to think about it. But it, it is what it is. Yeah, it was unfortunate. But nonetheless, like you said, you know, the game has evolved. And the fighters that are coming up bring new, have evolutionized the game. And some of these guys, like a BJ Penn, they're just they're not catching up. Um, there are guys like a Dan Hardy, who who not Dan Hardy, um, who keep up with the pace. Uh, but at the same time, there are some that don't, like Dan Henderson, as I mentioned. Uh, Dan Henderson was a guy that he was in his mid 40s, and he was able to compete with some of these young guys. Of course, he retired. Uh, after he fought Bisping, but regardless, he kept in the game, but not too many guys could do that, but BJ Penn just doesn't seem that he could have it. Now, one thing is for sure, I would have never put him up against Jair Rodriguez, because you're putting up, uh, putting him up against this young stud. I mean, this guy is a badass, and I, I mean, he's just a couple of fights away from getting a title shot, and the way that he has been demolishing his fights, his competition, is just great. But, needless to say, BJ Penn, I think it's time uh, to put the gloves in the octagon and, and just walk away. Uh, another fighter, actually, a very respected UFC and Strike Force veteran Tim Kennedy, has decided to retire himself after a loss against Kelvin Costellum. You know, Tim veteran Tim Kennedy is a veteran, uh, a lot of respect, very nice, very humble. And from the post that he put in, posted on Facebook today, 
it seems like he's going to set his goals now, uh, walk away from the octagon, but set his goals on creating some sort of, um, I guess, wellness policy for these fighters. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see what he, his next uh, journey is for Tim Kennedy, but I'm sure he's going to be very involved in MMA some way, somehow. We'll get more details on that. And we want to conclude this segment, George, with Chael Sonnen versus Tito Ortiz. It's finally going down. They've been hyping this fight uh, for us quite some time now. Sonnen says that the reason why he wanted to compete in MMA was because he wanted a shot at Ortiz. But they just never met in the UFC at the time. Now they're in Bellator and they finally get to do this stuff. Ironically enough, they both actually wrestled uh, in college. And Chael Sonnen defeated Ortiz. Ortiz went on to the UFC, became a champion. And of course, we all know his legacy. But George, Sonnen and Ortiz, I, I, you know, this just reminds me of a WCW, you know, where you used to get Hulk Hogan and, and, and Ric Flair when they were, like, in their 40s. Yeah, pretty much. Like, uh, th- again, this is kind of like that Ronda Rousey, Nunes kind of thing, where... Nunes entered MMA because she's she always wanted to fight her her role model her idol basically which was Ronda and, and just basically say hey I beat the person I look up to it is the same situation here uh, where Tito and and, and Chael Sonnen Chael of course you know doesn't really look up not putting words in his mouth but he doesn't really look up to Tito, but he said, like how you were just saying a second ago, that's the reason he entered the world of MMA, so kind of, he's kind of like probably riding the same train as Nunes, but here's the thing, with Tito Ortiz, yes, again, Tito is the older lion, Chael is, you know, the newer lion, the younger lion, could that whole thing happen again, where the younger lion kind of takes the throne? I don't know if it's going to be just as easy uh, with Tito compared to all the others because here's Tito that could take a punch. He's a very tough guy, extremely tough. So time will tell come come time. But I will say I can't wait for this fight because it's going to be very, very entertaining because they're both very popular, very famous for putting up entertaining, you know, fights. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. If you want to describe... What comes close to professional wrestling inside a cage, this is it. Chael Sonnen and Tito Ortiz. And the, 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 the promos that they've had have been quite interesting. So check that out. Bellator on Spike TV. You don't want to miss it this weekend as well. But, again, if you're here in South Florida, head on over to Titan FC uh, this Saturday, January 21st, to watch a great fight card. You don't want to miss it. George, last but not least, of course, your segment we got to hear it, man. What is up with us with your emails? Okay, well, I got this email here from Bridget, actually, today. <laughs> and le- let me just say this. This is pathetic. <laughs> it's a double question. So, number one, the first question is, Dear George, I was wondering what men are into these days. Do they like uh, short hair? or long hair? I'll get to that question in a second. And second, I'm having issues talking to the one guy. He's asking me for some private part pictures. Should I do it? Love, Bridget. (laughs) 
Okay, to answer the first question, Bridget, let me just go ahead and say, first and foremost, why don't you try shaving your head? Because if, if you're really trying to find long or short hair, hey, meet them in the middle. Who knows, maybe you meet a gay guy and, and he thinks you're a guy, and boom, you find yourself a boyfriend. Anyway, now, second question is, private parts. <laughs> Listen, sweetheart, I don't know what kind of guy you're you're trying to send your private parts to, but if uh, if you're not trying to send, if you're kind of regretting sending it to this guy, that probably means he's already bad looking. So why do you not send it to me, someone who's dashing? And trust me, I'll appreciate it. There it is, the dashing ones. Emails on the Roman Show. Info at theromanshow.com. We want to hear your questions. And George will give you his advice right here on The Roman Show. Well, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next week as we welcome Wednesday 13, George. It's pretty much a mix of Rob Zombie and something else. But Wednesday 13, he's on tour right now. You want to check out when they come to your town. He'll be right here on The Roman Show. And also, well, we'll keep that as a little surprise to the other guests that we have next week. So this is much more on The Roman Show next week. If you haven't been on, you haven't heard. We'll catch you next week right here. TheRomanShow.com. Check us out.